Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. All right, I am sitting here with the person that I have to say, hands down, is the one that really, really uh, encouraged me to write my first book. I had so many limiting beliefs and so many fears that once this woman spoke into my life, she completely switched everything for me. Shelly Aristazabal, thank you for joining this podcast today. (laughs) Tina Black, thank you for having me. I'm really excited that we finally made this time to be together. Me too, Shelly. It's so funny because talk about two busy people. We kept going back and forth how many times and we finally said, let's just do it. Let's get this done, even though you're traveling and you're like, I can make this work. And, you know, I love your bio, Shelly, because what I love about it, it basically says that you're an unshakable optimist and you certainly are. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear your story, but I want to tell you a little bit about Shelly. First of all, she's an author. She wrote a book called This Is Your Year to Design and Live the Life of Your Dreams, and I'm telling you, it is a game-changing book, and I was just looking at it for the past couple days again, and just the letter that you wrote me, and just how you said you treasure our friendship, Shelly, and I'll never forget the moment that I met you. Uh, My uh, husband had introduced us, and he was like, you need this woman as your friend and so we met for lunch we thought it was going to be just a quick lunch and it ended up being a three-hour lunch and we couldn't Mm -hmm. stop talking to each other and since then we've done many things together speaking events together we've done masterminds together which I absolutely love and all of that so I'm just really really excited for people to get to know you and to hear your story as well too but something that I think is really amazing is that when I met you, you were one of the top leaders in a multi-billion dollar uh, level company, mm-hmm. and you led over 31,000 people to explore better health and great wealth. Motivational speaker, you're a life coach, a business consultant, and most recently, an inventor. Mm-hmm. And I want you to talk about that. I think it's so, so cool. And just how you have like encouraged me to live my dreams and you've spoken at my schools to our future professionals and you've shifted a lot of mindsets over the years, Shelly. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being on. Uh, But first and foremost, you have to tell your story because the fact that she is an unshakable optimist, she also is a miracle. She's a miracle. Um, She has nine lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I say she's a cat, right? You're a cat. You have nine lives. She had uh, a near fatal brain hemorrhage and most recently a near fatal car accident. Talk a little bit about that, Shelly, because I know life has not been easy for you. uh, But again, you just do it with a smile and with so much grace. Well, thank you. Yes, and it is kind of odd that I 10 years apart because in 2009 is when I was leading, I was in that um, business that I did become one of the top people in the country, in the, probably in the world. And I loved, loved, loved every minute of it. I mean, it was um, kind of something I was very passionate about. I was uh, traveling everywhere. I was very focused. I was very driven, like I usually am. And I walked into a business meeting and uh, just had a terrible headache. And it just went right across my forehead. 
in that room, there happened to be a bunch of doctors and we were in Wilmington, Delaware, and um, they immediately got me to the emergency room and I had a vein in my brain. So it was, it was diagnosed as a subarachnoid hemorrhage, but it was really just a brain in my vein that just was weak and it just started bleeding out. So um, there was nothing they can do and um, lots of prayers and, and just um, a miracle. I mean, even the neurosurgeon who desperately wanted to go in, but he, there, there was nothing he could do said, we can't understand why you're alive. It just, it's a miracle. And so I woke up from that. Um, it was like a two week coma. They had to put me in because you're the pressure in your, you know, the uh, fluid had to drain and they were literally waiting for me to wake up to see, you know, what kind of brain damage I had. And so I wake up and just, you know, wanted to know where my phone was. That was like my first words. Like it was like, I was in a meeting I need my phone, you know, the kind of, and, um, you know, I realized at that moment, like, you know, why did I, why did, you know, why did it happen to me? Why am I okay? So clearly there's a reason um, why I'm still here. And it's almost like a question we should ask every day of ourselves. Like I'm here today, what am I going to do today? There's a big purpose for my life. And it did completely change my life in so many ways. And um, I go home and just want to be with my kids. I have four kids. And at the time, you know, so this was 10 years ago, you know, they were, they were young and I wanted to be with my kids. I went back through all my journals. I'd been a big journal writer and started looking through them. Like maybe my purpose is somewhere in those writings. And I found that I had kept writing things like, you know, a lot of things I had done, which was travel a lot. Um, I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to make a difference in the world. And I also wanted to write a book. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll just write this book. And so um, I wrote the book. I, I started realizing that, um, yeah, money was great because I was making millions of dollars at the time, but it wasn't it, you know, that wasn't it. And so I, I just took that time. I wrote the book, um, made some big life decisions. I, I did end up you know, getting divorced, which was odd, you know, to make that decision, but I, I knew I wasn't happy. And um, these last 10 years, I've been really finding myself again. And just um, uh, my ex-husband and I are great parents. Our kids are amazing. And, um, and now here it was 10 years later in 2019 um, that I get in this horrible car accident. A, a, a man ran a stop sign when I was in Indiana and um, he ended up dying in the accident. And, you know, I had some pretty major injuries, but I'm completely recovered. And I, here I am again, like looking at my life, I guess God sends me these huge wake up calls. I don't know why I have to have such a crazy. <laughs> You're like, um, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I know. Like, hello. And um, so I'm once again, like asking some really interesting questions. Like, um, okay, what's my purpose? What do I want? And where am I headed? And am I, how am I serving? You know, it's like those type of questions. And so I just a couple months ago, just said, um, you know, my house sold, my youngest son went to college. Um, so the household, and I wasn't sure where I was going to live. So my daughter's like, I'll go live with dad, you know, cause she's been with me. She's 16 now. And I'm like, what, where am I going to go? And I said, why do I have to live? Why do I have to have a home? I can just be home free. 
and travel mm. and explore. And so I literally put all my possessions in a storage unit, loaded up my car. And I was like, okay. And, and the guy I was dating um, suddenly says to me, and we were super happy. And he's like, you know, things are moving really fast. Um, I'm not sure what I want out of my life. I need some time. I'm like, take all the time you need. I'm out of here. And I said, I'm at the beach. I want to go to the mountains. So I've spent a month in the mountains. I'm now um, on a mission to see all 50 states because I'd seen um, like 46 of them. And so I've just this week crossed two off. I visited North and South Dakota. <laughs> I'm in Minnesota right now. I got two more cities to go. I need to see Oklahoma and Alaska. And I'm just like uh, started writing on, on my next book. I've um, just done some soul searching, meditating, hiking every day. I'm just, um, I think that's the theme of my life. It's like, I kind of like just follow my passion, follow my heart. And, and that's what I'm doing. So that's kind of oh a crazy story. <laughs> I, you have just inspired me so much. In fact, what I'm going to call this, I had, I really never know what I'm going to call each of these podcasts until I start talking to somebody. I have an idea in my head of what I want to call it, but I just switched what my idea was in my head and I'm going to call it be home free. And I'm going to tell you why, because it's so bizarre when Brian's dad passed away, which was a whole nother story. And I've talked about it in a podcast with Brian. So you have to listen to that one with, with my husband, but it's so amazing because we decided to buy a big boat the year that his dad passed away and we called it home free. And there was two reasons. Well, it kind of came from a song that we, you know, had heard in church and, but it also means heaven. So home free is heaven. So we're, we're heaven bound, right? When we oh. know Jesus Christ and we're in the Lord. And so the most amazing thing was we called it home free. Cause of course we're on a boat. So we're yeah. free from home. We're on a boat. We're having so much fun. And Thank God we did that, Shelly, because it helped us to develop a stronger relationship with our kids. And that's the one thing that they look back and say, the one thing they remember is all the boat trips that we took. Cause we would do overnight, we'd do almost, we'd do two week trips, you know? And sometimes we'd be stuck on that boat cause it'd be raining, it'd be cold. And you know, you know how it is in Michigan in the summer. Sometimes it's winter in the summer. And so I love the fact that you're home free. And this is so funny because I just, uh, watched a few episodes of this one show that I didn't even know about. And then I've been following them on Instagram. It's called home edit. Okay. And now I've gone home edit crazy. My daughter and I keep sending videos to each other because we're editing our house and decluttering. And I've been wanting to declutter for a long time. I've been studying decluttering and what it does to your brain and how it makes you more creative. And because I've been kind of like a stuck in a rut this year in 2020. And so it's been really interesting because we have two homes. So you can imagine how much junk we have. And so I like envy you that you put all your stuff in storage right now. It's <laughs> starting over because somehow, some way, when you go on a vacation or you know, you're in a hotel room, and I know many writers will say that they can write so much better when they're yeah. away from their home, but yeah. I believe it's because they, they're not around all the clutter. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. I know it is, it was, um, I was in a hurry, so I didn't have to, a lot of time to think about exactly what I was doing. But yeah, going through that house, well, the year before, 
um, I had sold the big house, right? The one where I'd been for 19 years, raised the four kids. And that was really hard of declutter, part of decluttering. Yeah. <laughs> but this time I was in a hurry because I had to get out of that house quickly. And I was just so laser focused on what I was doing, where I was going, what I had to do. And um, yeah, <laughs> but I tell you, I, it is, it's, it is home free. It is, um, just an incredible feeling of, uh, and freedom is one of my core values. I mean, I redid my list of core values too and zoomed down on it. And it had always been on my list, but suddenly it's at the top of my list. It was, it became my number one value. And I don't know why, because it wasn't like, I, I didn't think I felt like I wasn't had freedom, but all of a sudden, now that I truly do, it has caused me to think a little bit differently. Like it's almost like um, I'm here, you know, I, I'm now I'm in Minneapolis and um, I'm like, why am I here? Like I can actually be here and I don't yeah. have, I can run my business from anywhere. I'm, I'm not in a hurry anywhere I'm going. Uh, I, I can take my time and sit at a coffee shop and chit chat with somebody Yes, we're wearing face mask, but you know, you know what I mean. But um, yeah. I, I'm walk around the lake. Like literally yesterday, um, I'm with a friend, my girlfriend, and we spent like three hours just walking around this lake and talking and looking at the ducks. And like I have never, I haven't done that in 25 years. Just been um, in no hurry and taking it all in. And when I was in North Carolina, I went hiking every day and met people like met people I'd never would have met before because I took that time mm. to savor the day and savor the moment. And I feel like I am like just living for now and I'm living in the moment and so many beautiful surprises are showing up and like every day I'm delighted and surprised and just at peace and satisfied and happy. And I'm not trying to force anything. I'm just like, um, kind of like everybody keeps asking me, well, where are you going next? I'm like, you know, honestly, I really don't know right now. <laughs> like I don't, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay that I don't have to schedule my life out, schedule and know everything. And it's just incredible how things just pop up. Like I just got an invitation to go to Boston. Uh, uh, actually the lady who, the house I was renting, she's like, uh, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing great. She's like, you know, I forgot to mention, I have this extra house down uh, it's an apartment in downtown boston you're welcome to uh, stay there and i'm like uh yeah i think i might you know like it's wow. amazing like <laughs> when you just let, let it go and let god i guess right i mean that's what yeah. we always hear and i really feel like i've had this time to also get really in touch with my inner guidance and when when you're quiet and i quiet my mind i'm uh, you know, some people, you know, there's, I think there's a difference bet between praying and meditating. You know, I think when we pray, um, oftentimes we're like always asking or mm -hmm. talking, you know, and we're speaking. And when you meditate, I'm quiet and I really just try as hard as I can. It's not easy to quiet my mind. But when I literally quiet my mind, then I have a chance to hear and I get those impulses and I get um, a thought will pop into my head or an idea or uh, I might come out of my meditation and I try to do no more than 20 minutes. And all of a sudden it's like, I got to call this person or like I get these impulses and it's like now 
that I have this time to be quiet. I'm listening and I'm just following. And it's been really an incredible experience. Oh my gosh, I love this. Okay, so I put down, uh, you have to be home free, somehow, some way, so be free of your home. So maybe start, what I'm doing is editing my home so that I don't feel so tied to it. Like I always have so much to do, right, in yeah, the house yeah. because it gives you this opportunity, A, to be laser focused. And I, the reason why I love that you were talking about being focused because uh, we, I was actually, I'm doing a switch app right now with uh, Dr. Caroline Leach. She wrote a book called Switch on Your Brain. And it is such a game changer. She teaches you how to meditate and really, really teaches you how to be laser focused. Well, the interesting thing was she taught us the difference between constructive worry and deconstructive worry. Mm -hmm. And so constructive worry is great because it helps us to stay laser focused on what we're supposed to do, but we've got to be home free in order to do that because we get so caught up in everything we have to do around the house, the cleaning, whatever, the decluttering, it's like a consistent thing, right? And yeah. so I love that you talked about that. Uh, what you have really always have that constructive worry in my mind, because every time I see you, you're so calm and so collect. And again, you know, you're that unshakable optimist. How do you do that? How do you stay in the constructive worry instead of the deconstructive worry? Um, it's interesting that it's worry because, you know, typically the, the, the term worry, like you don't want to worry, I mean, about anything, like, because worrying does you absolutely no good, period, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm sure she's using it in a different uh, way, but, um, you know, I think just through my life, uh, probably for like 25 years on my cell phone is uh, my, I have, and I can't see it now, but the words everything always works out for me. Yes. And, you know, everything always works out for everybody. But I truly believe without a doubt that everything does always work out for me. And so if you think to yourself, everything's always going to work out for me, and I can't get it wrong. There's nothing I can do that is wrong with my life. Do I make mistakes? Do, you know, I second guess some of my decisions? Absolutely. And uh, that's an opportunity to learn, of course. Um, but I can't get it wrong. I'm never going to get it done. Right. Because I'm living my life. It's not, there's no race. There's no hurry. There's no, so if you really believe that everything does always work out, then you can just kind of just look at the positive side of everything because it does always work out. And yes, I, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I think some, I think we, we have like a set point too. I kind of believe that like we have this internal, um, I guess, happiness thermostat inside of us that we're born with. I mean, mm -hmm. some people are just more optimistic and some people aren't. You can work on it, right? Um, and then we always kind of end up there. Um, I'll lose my temper or I'll get frustrated or I'll get confused. I mean, that's one thing I'm asking right now too, is to have clarity. Um, um, so I think it's just, we choose our attitude we choose um, how we're going to look at things. I don't know who said the whole thing about life is 10% um, what happens to you and 90% how you react to what happens to you. And if you kind of know those couple things, then it, it just, yeah. I, I mean, trust me, people make fun of me that I'm wearing rose colored glasses or maybe I just have my he head in the sand and I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, I, I really, I don't watch the news. 
Um, yeah. I, I haven't watched TV in 15 years. I mean, I, I love shows like, um, you know, The Voice and whatever, like stuff that people are sharing their dreams. Now, I did watch that show, Shits Creek. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> During COVID, we were watching TV. But uh, um, I did watch every Hallmark um, romance movie when I was recovering from the accident. It was at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But that's part of my thing. You know, it's like, um, hey, I live in La La Land and it's, it, and it's a mm -hmm. great place to live. Yeah. And I look at the world in, in a great way and it served me well. And, you know, obviously I am a businesswoman and I understand that, you know, we got to get real sometimes, but, and, and as far as business goes, I've always just had this um, um, brain or my, my brain just thinks in a business way. You know, I, I, I mean, when I was consulting, um, which I'm going to start doing some more consulting and coaching, I've decided to go back to that. I think that is the way I serve um, by coaching and teaching and speaking. And, um, you know, I just can walk into a business or have a 10 minute conversation with someone and just all of a sudden it all clicks. I can see how I can help them. And, you know, that's a gift, you know, that I have that I need to share, you know, with people if I can serve them. So I don't know how I got off on that, but it's just a way I look at, at life. And, um, and now it's so interesting because my kids are becoming adults and I, I took them all on a trip. We all went to um, Yellowstone National Park in, in J July and it was the best trip ever because now they are you know more adult and we we just had incredible time to sit by a campfire and literally look at the stars that seemed like they were five feet above us and talk and they're like they're like mom you know we we kind of did think you were a little crazy you know like you're different you're a different kind of mom than the other moms and the way you live like they're like but now we appreciate you and and how you were always encouraging and always um that positive uh light and guidance for us and gosh it just makes me want to cry right now thinking yeah. about it and it was beautiful so you know and it was cool that to know that they were listening all those years you know when you're raising teenagers you know i have four kids and you know you you keep saying the positive things you keep encouraging them and you think they're not listening but they are and now to see my oldest, he's 24 and he's graduated from college and he's working and just, he uses stuff I've said to him, right? And so I'm, as if you're a parent out there, just keep saying that stuff to your kids because I now, and you too, Tina, your kids are amazing. Um, they do listen and they do watch us and they do learn from us. And um, that's so cool. Cool. I just, I have like tears in my eyes right now. That's yeah. why I wear glasses because I cry so much. <laughs> so I wear a lot of makeup and yeah. glasses and they, they darken, but this is so beautiful because I wrote down uh, to be home free. It helps you to stay in your zone, be in your zone and to constantly be in your zone. Because I think a lot of parents and especially moms, like put a lot of pressure on themselves to have to be this sort of mother. Mm -hmm. And I've watched a lot of my friends do that. And they're like, oh my gosh, 
Tina, like you're never home. Why, you know, so they would like almost attack like me for my lifestyle. Yeah. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I have to stay in my true purpose. I have to stay in who I am, be in my zone. And, and you did that. And I remember I wrote in my book, Be Amazing, of what my son said to me, which your, you know, kids said to you is now I know the standard. I know the standard and I know the standard for my life. And so when I look back and this is so funny today, I found this old journal and, and I want to talk about journaling, the power wow. of journaling, because I found this old journal that when my daughter was 15, I couldn't, uh, her and I were, were not relating to one another at all, you know, which is very common, right? Oh, with yeah. teenage years. And so I, I really want a great relationship with my daughter. So I said, hey, what do you think? And I must have heard it from somebody, Shelly. I said, mm -hmm. what do you think if we start journaling and I'll like write something, what God is showing me and maybe scripture and just like talk to each other back and forth. So I'll write and then you write, just hand it back when you're ready, right? Mm -hmm. And so we did this. This is when she was 15 years old. She's mm -hmm. almost 30 now. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool because the things that she was writing in it. And now today, our book that we wrote together, we wrote it the same way that we did the journal. I didn't even realize this, Shelly. Okay. Our book, Be Uncommon, comes in today. Oh, so it should be shipped to the house today. Yeah, this has been a long time making, but when we were uh, writing it, it was based off of a speech that we did at a woman's retreat. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool because I had it word for word verbatim put into a book by my editor. She just took the video. And then we had to, of course, go back and forth. It took a lot of years for it to yeah. continue. As you know, a book takes a while. And mm -hmm. I know we have a lot of listeners who want to write a book. So I think we should talk about that today too. Yeah. Yeah. Write a book. But it's so cool because we would just pass it off to each other and uh, write in it, you know, our Google Docs now, you know, back then uh -huh. it was, you know, a book, you know, a journal book going back yeah. and forth. But, and I love that you said that because we are legacy builders for our children and we have, but it, it, we need to stay in our zone, in our own purpose of who we truly are. And maybe it's going to take a life coach like Shelly that you need to hire to help you to do that. And I tell you, if it wasn't for counselors, if it wasn't for therapists, if it wasn't for life coaches, if it wasn't for business coaches, I would not be where I am today. And that's why I said, I need to do this for people as well to help people live into their purpose. So talk a little bit more about living in your zone and how to write a book and where do people start? What's your opinion on that? I, I have a feeling you're going to help people write books, Shelly. Okay. It could be, or invent things. You know, it's, it's crazy because that um, somebody told me not that long ago that, yeah, you're sentient because I, you know, I invented this product and he said, you know, I think you're going to do okay with your, with your product, but you know where you're really going to do the most good, if you will, is by um, helping other people do that too. And, it, and it's so true because like, you know, you write a book and people, you know, are almost everybody would say to me, oh my gosh, how did you do it? Because I've always wanted to write a book where I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. And, um, and now the same thing happens when, you know, I, I invent this silly little product and everywhere I go, people are, you know, they, they love the idea of it, but most of the time they say, gosh, you know, I've had this idea. I've had lots of ideas. And then I see somebody else, you know, have it, take it, took it to market. What, how do I do it? And it, and it, you know, as far as writing a book goes, it's almost like if it's in you and you make that decision that you're going to write it, 
it's like you are pregnant, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you have to get it out. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, it was bizarre. Like when, when I made, it was like the decision was made and I started writing now, um, just like with anything, like you said, with life, I hired a coach, you know, I hired a writing coach because I felt like I was a fairly good writer. I enjoyed writing. I did the journaling. Uh, but to structure the book and how I wanted to structure it. So I hired John, Ma um, not John Maxwell, you hired John Maxwell, <laughs> uh, John Mason. Um, uh, he's written a lot of books and, and to help me. So he kind of helped. And then I'll, I met this other woman and um, randomly, I think at a book signing or something, uh, her book signing. And she gave me this really cool idea about, you know, um, <laughs> once you make the decision, you also need some accountability. So she said to take like 50 sheets of paper and you tape them on a wall in your house, like where you see all the time. And those 50 sheets of paper will represent um, a chapter in your book, if you will. And then she said, you draw a circle in, on each paper and you turn it into like a bicycle spokes. And if you have an idea, like, you know, and my book is broken down into basically 52 chapters because um, it's like a, a 365 days. So I'd say chapter one is going to be um, dreaming and that circle and the spoke. So I'd have an idea about dreaming and I'd write it in there. So I was kind of creating the book um, in 52 pieces of paper and I would just kind of scribble it in. And I literally took those sheets of paper down and I kind of had the book outlined in a way, right? Yeah. And I just thought that was, for me, it was visual. It forced me to work on the book every day because it was like right in front of me and people saw it. So, you know, my family, they were holding me accountable in a way, even though nobody said anything, but I knew I had made this decision to write a book and I was going to do it. And um, so then I started writing it and I remember sending, I was about halfway through uh, the book when I, when I sent my first, um, you know, transcript or whatever to John and and I'm like waiting and waiting like two weeks went by and I'm like oh my gosh he's not calling me because he doesn't know how to tell me how bad it is <laughs> you know like that's our self-talk right yeah, our self-talk <laughs> and um and he, when he finally called me and I said oh and I told him the truth I said I was worried about having this call with you he's like Shelly I, I I know you pretty well and I wasn't sure either, but it's so much better than I actually thought it was going to be. And he's like, you got to keep going, you know, just write, write this book. And so it was like really cool. And then, um, so you, the, the thing about writing a book is go to people who have written a book, obviously, and get, you know, get some advice and, and, and hire that coach. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, um, I wanted to be really good. Right. So I, I made sure that I, it was good. And, um, and then of course, you know, how I found the publisher is a cool story too, really, really quickly. Um, if you, uh, I was at a party in Dallas and I didn't know anybody. And um, so because I didn't know anybody, I could kind of say whatever I wanted to say. So I, I always say this part that I had this big glass of wine as my courage. And I walked up to these people and um, they were like, oh, hi, how are you? You know, what do you do? And I said, oh, um, I'm an author, right? I spoke it out loud, like yeah. just to say it. And, and they're like, oh, wow, you're an author. What, what's, your, what's your book? I'm like, well, I'm writing my book. 
And the guy's like, well, tell me what it's about. And I said, oh, well, you know, it's uh, live your best life or whatever. And he's like, well, tell me more. I'm like, oh, you're just being nice. He's like, no, I'm a publisher. I'll, 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 but like what you know so so i he they did end up publishing my book so that was a great lesson too like man you know that was bold of me to speak that because now i really have to become an author so anyway i say this oh is <laughs> i could listen to you for hours now you can see why this might go for three hours just like the first time we met we we haven't really had an opportunity to really sit down and talk jelly in a long time so you guys get to hear our little conversations that we have over coffee yes. which we love to be with each other which you know kind of takes me back to what you were saying of being present because being home free helps us to be present and that's what you're doing right now and i love that and i love how present you are because you never know the little surprise that will show up the random people that you will meet because you are present and I just think that's so incredible and I love the fact that you say yes to opportunities like you do it afraid and I remember there was a time at one time that I was like I cannot travel alone like I'm so scared to be alone I can't get on an airplane by myself and you know I, I wouldn't even drive for hours at a time by myself and I would hear these stories about people that you know would drive all the way from Michigan to Florida by themselves I'm like I can't believe you did that they're like oh my gosh it's so awesome just to be by yourself and then I did it once and I'm like oh my gosh this is so great I don't have to worry about somebody you know being uh too slow for me or too fast whatever how were you able to kind of get past yourself to be alone because I think being alone is really imperative for our health for our brain health Oh gosh. Yes. I mean, can you, I mean, my life, well, I mean, raising four kids and building businesses and all my businesses have been, you know, with other people and yeah, you have to get to know yourself. And now I just value that time so much. I mean, it's given me again, the opportunity to really um, just listen and, and get, I, I call them, get the downloads. Like now I'm getting the downloads of my inner guidance showing me the breadcrumbs to follow along my path. Like, you know, I, I have incredible goals and dreams and, and uh, opportunities and, and that's clutter, right? Sometimes yes. like all the choices that we have and, you know, and I am, I have that syndrome called shiny object syndrome. Like I, and, and I, I think it's kind of my, like my aura anyway, like my, I, I, things come to me and I'm always like sorting through them, you know, which one, and I've made mistakes. And now like, um, it's just so clear. It's just my, I feel like my, the breadcrumbs are just there and I can identify them because I am just calm and I don't have the clutter and I'm so like satisfied and grateful for every day and every minute and gratitude. And we did a gratitude. I just did a gratitude thing on my podcast. Um, me doing it every day, you know, sharing that. I'm going to have to say that just being grateful is the number one, number one most important way to be grounded and be clear and have that, like when you're thankful for what you have, incredible more continues to show up. And it's yeah. really, really true. I live my life with gratitude. 
I love that. We're going to talk about that too, because I think that's huge because, you know, kind of quoting Dr. Caroline Leaf, and it's just, it's so amazing what I've been learning. I've done a couple of masterminds with her books, which on your brain, but now uh, she spoke at our John Maxwell event and it said, oh my gosh, it was kind of like that moment. I need to study her stuff again. And I'm so glad I did because I didn't realize some of the toxic thoughts that I was having in my brain that I needed to release. So you can actually do your own brain surgery. It takes about 21 days with one toxic thought, right? Mm -hmm. And so she suggests that you go through three different 21 days. And, and I love the clarity that you're talking about because I believe writing a book helps you to gain clarity for your life too, because it, it almost, mm -hmm. it puts you in that constructive worry pattern mm -hmm. of laser-like focus. And it helps you really focus on your own life and what do you want the world to know? Because of course, I would say every writer is very authentic in their writing because they don't want to write something that isn't them. They don't want to be somebody else, you know? Okay. And so I just, I love what you were saying about the paper. I think that's incredible. And I did that too with mine. I did big posters mm -hmm. and, you know, we had gone on vacation, everybody was skiing and I did big posters because I love poster, <laughs> poster paper and markers. And, and so I started writing it. But then I realized that what had happened was I was speaking on this for so long and mm. people would ask me, is this in a book? And so I actually took a speaking engagement, speaking events and speaking things that I was talking about and turned them into all of my books. And that's the, my fourth book being written now based on speaking things that I had done, you know, in the past because I'm a speaker. Yeah. And so I think that helped me, Shelly, to gain a lot of that clarity that you're talking about and to really get to know myself. And I think something that I want to talk about too, before we talk about gratitude, because that's how you do brain surgery too. And this is what <laughs> Dr. Caroline Leaf was saying is that again, you know, it made me realize that our thoughts become words, words become actions, action become habits, and then our destiny, which is really interesting because it is true. Yes. It's scientifically proven that you're going to shift your brain. You shift the proteins in your brain. And if you read her book, she'll give you the scientific proof behind it. So if you're like, oh, that sounds like wishy-washy weird stuff, it's mm -hmm. not. It's scientifically proven and yes. gratitude helps you to access that. And which I want to talk about your podcast here in a moment. But before we do, I want to talk about being in the right room with the right people too. And something that, you know, you kind of said that I live with rose colored glasses and people look at me and I don't think it's that the people are looking at you. I think it's just being around the right people, uh, mm -hmm. being around your people. And I call them higher minded people because I believe lower minded people are gonna be the ones that are stuck in the rut of watching the news or stuck in the rut of negative concepts of whatever is going on in the world, right? 2020 has proved it has really separated the players from the pretenders. And I believe you're a player. I believe you're a life player and you're exactly who God wants us to be because he says directly in his word that you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. And so therefore you can access everything that's available to you. But so many people choose to not do that. And it's a choice. So you've made the choice to be in that right room, which is the light, <laughs> the yeah. light room, right? Yeah. And so talk about that. You know, why have you chosen that? Why do you think people need to choose the right room and to be around higher minded people? And of course, we talk about 
you know, a higher power, which you and I both believe it's Jesus Christ, a belief in Jesus Christ. And, and he's our access to heaven, to be home free, yes. you know, and to go to heaven. And so there's one way to get there. That's it. And yes. so talk about being in the light room. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, you do become the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, let's just take it even down to, like if you have this desire to to write a book, well, you know, maybe be around people who would inspire you um, to the book that you're going to write or to people who have written a book, you know, find, seek out those people. And, um, you know, I have incredible, incredible friends and we're all very similar. And it's like, it's funny if you do look around at, you know, your girlfriends or whatever, you do become the people you surround yourself with. So, you know, and you can control that and change that and look at, look at your friends. I know for a while when my one son, you know, he was struggling and started smoking, you know, marijuana. And it's like, well, sure he did because those were the people he surrounded himself with. So we had to, as parents, remove him from the, the surroundings a, a little bit, like, and his life changed. So people that, you know, we are here to interact with people, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. We're, we're going to, we're going to inspire people. People are going to inspire us. You know, we we're here to serve uh, other people. So choose wisely the people that you surround yourself with. And I, somebody wrote something about, you be even monetarily you become the average of the five people you were you surround yourself with so it's it's so so true and um so is it you know are your friends in your house of worship are your friends in your business are your the people and seek out the people that you want to you know maybe be more like or you know i guess if that makes sense right i mean it's funny because i'm home free right so i'm kind of like um, surrounding myself with new people and yes. strangers too, right? I mean, and it's so interesting how um, you begin to attract to you. So I, I, I said, seek out people, but you are also attracting to you people just like you, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so wherever I go, it does seem like, you know, I'm kind of like the attitude of like, gosh, people are so nice everywhere. You know, I, I, it's amazing. Like I, I, and I love it here. And every, every town I've been in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Bismarck, North Dakota. Like I could live here, you know, like, you know, <laughs> then I go down to, you know, South Dakota. Now I'm in Minneapolis. I'm like, gosh, this is so beautiful. And the people are so nice. I think I could live here. Like, I, you know, and then somebody said, well, just wait till the winter. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so I think that everywhere you go, there mm -hmm. you are. Yes. And so you're going everywhere I go, I love the city. I could live here, you know, because I, that's how I'm looking at, at the world. And, um, you know, I certainly don't uh, try to change anybody's perspective. And boy, we're in this crazy climate right now where people's true character are really showing up. You yeah. know, in a time of crisis is when that happens. You get to see their true character. And when they show you that, just really believe them. Yep. Right? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> show you and tell you who they are. Just yep. believe them. And I don't try to change anybody's 
mindset. You know, uh, I just live mine. So yeah, you can't fix and change people. You can only fix and change yourself. And, and I love that you're talking about choosing wisely. And, you know, it's interesting because I love the mere fact that you talk about that who you are is who you'll attract. And so I've, you know, met a lot of people over the years and, you know, my future professionals in my schools and, and some of our team members are so full of so much drama and so much complaints. And, and then they wonder why they have the wrong people coming into their lives, whether it be boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever it is coming in. And they're like, I just can't seem to find anybody. And it's like, you know what, maybe you should just work on yourself, yeah. you know, you know, grow yourself and then you're going to attract the right people to you, right, into your life. And the same thing as business owners, because I coach a lot of business owners like you do, and a lot of them are frustrated with their staff. I'm like, look in the mirror. Yeah. Look in the mirror. And, and so it's the law of the mirror. And so just work on you. And how do I know? Because that's what I went through. I had yeah. to look in the mirror. There were so many changes. And, and I didn't realize until I went to an event with John Maxwell, transformation begins in you, Tina. Transform yourself. And then people around you will either rise to it or they'll leave. Yes. And so that's exactly what's happened. And 2020 has proven that for us. We've been able to let go of some weight that we've had in our companies that should not have been there for quite some time. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I'm going to keep quoting Dr. Caroline Lee. She talks about kintsugi, which is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery with lacquer that has been dusted or mixed with gold, treating the breakage as part of the history rather than being disguised or discarded. And I love that because you're using all of the things that happened to you negatively but you're using them with gratitude. And that's something that I really love about you. You're, you're so few and far between. That's why I have, you'll be in my life forever. You know, some people are in your uh, life for a season, reason, or a lifetime. I feel like you're a lifetime, Shelly. And the reason is because of your higher thinking that you have with your gratitude. And I want to talk about that because I loved your 30 day challenge. I, I, binge listen to all of them. The mistake I made, I stopped doing my own gratitude, which is in 15 days in, I stopped and I realized I was doing too many. I, I went for the goal that I was doing the 10 things a day and I should have just done the three yeah. gratitude things. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to confess to Shelly, but I listen to every day. You, I can listen to your podcast. I wish you spoke longer because I could listen to you for hours. I love your voice. I love everything that you say. And so thank you for your podcast. Talk about your podcast. Talk about how people can buy your book. Um, also your Cinch It. Talk about that. There's so much to talk about. How do people get a hold of you, Shelly, so they can connect more with you? Oh gosh, you know, I need to consolidate, I guess. Um, so I, I, um, manifest your bliss is the name of my podcast and it's on all the podcast platforms that I am. And I've been, had been wanting to do a podcast for a long time and what was holding me back probably was, um, the name of it. Like, you know, like what was going to be the theme? <laughs> what was I going to call it? And those were certainly excuses, but, um, you know, I really do believe that we create our own reality, right? We, you know, by the decisions we make and our thoughts and, and all of that, the law of attraction. And so um, I, I really feel that uh, our purpose, right? We, we have a purpose here for living 
is to be in bliss, is to like truly every day be thankful and be happy and be satisfied. And when you are in that realm of satisfaction and happiness and gratitude, just try it for 30 days because you will see how much more of all the good stuff you get. <laughs> it's just <laughs> mind-blowing. It's like that simple. And um, if you can do that, then, um, you know, good, more and more good things become come to you and you continue being in bliss and you can help more people, right? I mean, you really, if, if somebody needs to be, if someone's sick, you can't get sick for them to make them feel better, right? If right. someone needs more money, you can't be poor to help them have more. You just have to live your best life. You have to be, right, uh, the person um, uh, that you can serve all these other people, right? I mean, it, it, take care of yourself. And that's really probably the theme. So, I mean, I, um, the sentient is, I, I can't even believe I'm, I don't have one. Uh, well, for, for, <laughs> this is a podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, um, you can go to the sentient.com and it's mm. the C I N C H I T.com. So that's my cute little fashion accessory. Um, that really will transform the fit or style of any garment. Um, you can go find me on Facebook. I'm trying to really grow my social media um, uh, under Shelly Aristizabal, uh, The Cinchet. And um, now I started a new uh, line. It's called Illy Styles. And it's I-L-Y, Illy, which mm. stand, stands for I love your style, mm -hmm. Shelly. And so that's kind of, it's like illy style. So if you go there on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find that. Cause I really, I need to consolidate and have like one website for everything. But, um, you know, and that was one thing I was going to work on. And I'm just like, I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't feel like doing another website right now. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> not really focused on, on, on that. But the Cinchit is, is amazing. You know, go to the podcast and that's really, I think podcast, it's kind of like your business card. Like, you know, that's what I'm telling people. I'm like, I have a podcast. If you want to know about me, go to listen to my podcast. Yeah. And I love how you kind of are uh, celebrating everything that you're doing right now. And so it's not like you're recording these way ahead of time and they're, you know, just popping up and people are actually hearing about your life. And I love the authenticity in that. And I think it's going to encourage a lot of people to do their own podcast, Shelly. So yes. thank you for always leading the way for me and for so many people. What last piece of advice do you have for people and why should they be home free? Mm, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to start a movement. Maybe that will be my yes. next movement. Home free. Yes. Well, you can be home free in your home. Like you, you're saying, Tina, I do believe in decluttering. We have too much stuff. There's, there's too much stuff already in the yeah. world. And, you know, be home free to celebrate, you know, really you and like what you want. I mean, it will show up like from the contrast. And we said before, from bad things that happen in your life it helps you be very clear on what you do want. When you clearly know what you don't want, and you can only know what you don't want when something quote unquote bad happens to you. Like, oh, that person was rude to me. I don't want people to be rude to me. What do I want? I want people to be nice to me, right? I mean, like it's so simple through the contrasting or the bad experiences to 
know exactly what I, this is what I don't want. I'm clear on that. What do I want? The opposite of that. So you get to become very clear on what you do want. And then when you're home free and clutter free, you get to have that inspiration to guide you towards what you do want. It's like really so simple and, you know, live a simple life and um, enjoy every single day. Live your bliss today. That's all you have is today. I love that. And I, you know, I simplify your life, period. Simplify. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I love you, Shelly, so much. Thank you for doing this today. Tina, I love you. Thank you so much. And you are such an inspiration to everybody. And I'm grateful to be on your podcast today. All right. Bye-bye, Shelly. Love you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.